Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 4 this morning. Talk about peace in the storm today. You, you look out the window, it doesn't look very stormy out there, does it? It did the other day. We had quite some, quite the storms this week. But we always are grateful for peace after the storm. We, I, you know, I don't like storms, but I'm grateful for after, the after storm, right? The humidity blows away and just the beautiful skies and the green grass. And, but in the midst of a storm, it's, it's no fun, right? Anyone else not like storms? Just me? You hear thunder, like, I'm going to go inside now, you know? Some of you, like, I hear thunder, I'm going to go outside and watch it. Like, no, no, I'm going to go inside. Caleb went out to go swimming the other day, and he just stepped out and started thundering. I'm like, get back in here. He's like, what? What's up? You know? He he didn't care. He was going to jump in that pool whether it was lightning or not. Nope. I don't even like to take a shower in thunder and storms. Anyone else like that? It's like, see... So I retired from softball. Um, I feel like every softball game I went to was like lightning. I was like, all right, never mind. All right, peace in the storm today. All right, we have communion in a few minutes, so we're gonna jump in here, buckle up, Buttercup. We're gonna get rolling here. By faith, we find peace in the storm. A few facts that uh, we'll be reminded of this series here. What faith is? Number one, faith is a confident. Conviction that God is who he said he is and that he will do what he said he will do, okay? We're putting our trust in the Lord, what, who he is, what he said he will do, and that is what faith is. Number two, faith is a necessary foundation and fuel for every Christian. We need faith, all right? If you feel like you're struggling, you're floundering, ask the Lord to increase your faith. God, would you stretch me? Would you grow me? Would you help me to trust you even more? Sometimes that means there's gonna be situations in your life that you don't really like, right? Storms, seasons of uncomfortableness, discomfort, but it's God's way of stretching, growing us, that we we rely on him greater and greater. Number three, faith is based on God and on his word. We put our faith not in ourselves, not in someone else, but we put our faith in God and in his word, amen? So we're gonna read his word today. And anytime we read his word, and I know we can kind of get caught up in the motions of just reading the word or just hearing it, but as we read his word, as we hear it, just picture God's voice, God speaking to us today. And my prayer is each time we approach the, the scripture that the Holy Spirit would speak to each of us through his word. Maybe through the story, something God brings out. Maybe it's something the Holy Spirit just drops in your in your heart and your spirit. And so we're gonna read a familiar story. Maybe like, yeah, I've heard that story before. But I pray, my prayer is that God would teach us He would instruct us and he would grow our faith even more as we read his story. It's not just a story about a history lesson. It's a story, a faith lesson for us to be learning about the ways of God, the things of the Lord, and how we can grow in our faith in him. Amen? Mark chapter 4, starting with verse 35 this morning. I'm reading from the NIV version. 
That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall. Turn to your neighbor and say, a furious squall. When's the last time you, you call a storm a squall, huh? It's been a while, you know? <clears throat> maybe last week, maybe last month, maybe never, right? A furious squall. It must have been a pretty bad storm. Came up and the waves broke over the boat. And Lee said, amen, brother. We, the waves breaking over that boat, huh? So that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. I wonder, did Jesus snore? Ever wonder that? These are deep theological questions. Did Jesus snore? If he was truly, right, the son of God, would he have snored? I don't know. It's a great question. Where was I? Jesus was asleep. He was sleeping on the cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. It's that calm after the storm, right? He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. switch mics here let's pray jesus we love you today i just pray lord that you would help us to hear your word today we would read it today and we would understand but more importantly we would obey your word we would apply your word we would see lord that we need to put our faith in you even in the storms even in the difficult moments and that you will bring peace in the midst of our storm in jesus name we pray and someone shouted, Amen. glory, hallelujah. We're going to have church up in here today, all right? <clears throat> a few observations I want us to see from this story and applying this to our lives in storms because we, we will all face storms, right? Storms, uh, unless you're a super, super Christian, superhuman, but uh, none of us are that, so we, we face storms. Storms are just a reality of life. Number one, Jesus was with his disciples in the storm. Okay, verse 35 says that that day evening came. He said, let us go over to the other side. So Jesus wasn't just sending them on their way. He wasn't saying, well, hey, you go over there and I'll meet up with you. He said, no, let, at this time it was let us go over there. So whose idea was it? It was Jesus' idea. It was Jesus' idea to cross the Sea of Galilee. Who is the one person in the boat who probably would have known that there was a storm coming, yeah. right? Probably not Peter, <laughs> probably not James. You know, they were too busy fighting over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, right? <clears throat> uh, but it was Jesus. I'm sure he knew. He, he, you know, he, he didn't need some meteorology degree. He created the heavens and the earth. So he knew there was a storm on the horizon. So Jesus goes with them in the boat, and all of a sudden they face a storm. Jesus with, with, was with his disciples, but what was the reaction? Let's look at here, number two. Sometimes we, get, we feel the same way. Jesus, his disciples felt abandoned in the storm. Even though Jesus was with them, 
Jesus was in the boat. Jesus had sent them. He, they knew he was there. It said that they felt abandoned. Verse 38, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, picture this. Jesus was tired. He had just been teaching all day. He says, you know what? Let's just push on. It wasn't. It said, hey, let us go. And they said it, they, they took him the way he was. It's, you know, so he was probably teaching the boat, and they just took up anchor and set right out, and he just fell asleep. He was tired. And uh, uh, the place of the stern was actually for uh, the guest or the, even a stranger you had on board. That's the stern. There'd be a cushion. There might be a carpet there for, for some cushions there. And Jesus was just snoring away. He was snoozing away. We'll call it snoozing away. We don't know if he was snoring. But he was snoozing away in the stern. And uh, as I was, I was doing some research about this, that this is the only place in the Gospels where it said that Jesus slept. You know, I'm sure Jesus was human. He slept, you know, we sleep. And uh, this is the only place in the whole Gospels, the, the accounts of Jesus' life, his ministry, his miracles, where it says that Jesus was sleeping. This and the parallel accounts of the same story. And so isn't it interesting that the Holy Spirit inspired the, the apostles as they're writing scripture, as they're recording what took place, that the only time they mention Jesus sleeping is in the middle of a storm. Isn't that interesting? But sometimes isn't that how it feels like in life, right? Jesus is wide awake until there's a problem in my life, right? And then we feel like sometimes, is God sleeping? Does God know I'm here? Does God know what I'm going through? Does, does Jesus, he was with me during the, the good times, but now I'm in the storm. And I feel like sometimes, if you're like me, sometimes you feel like God has abandoned you. But that's where we need to go back to the first part of the story, that Jesus was with his disciples. He had sent them on. He said, hey, let us go over. You know, it reminds me of those, those scriptures that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That the presence, that the, the Lord is always with us, whether we sense him or we don't. Maybe there's times in our life when we were in that middle of that storm and we felt like God was snoring in our storm. God was sleeping when we needed him the most. But God is always with us. The disciples' response to their feelings of abandonment and fear is to rebuke Jesus, letting us know that they didn't really know who Jesus was, who he truly was. They're like, teacher, rabbi, uh, don't you care about us? Don't you care if we drown? You know, later in the story, they will ask themselves this question, who is this? You know, he commands the storms and the waves and they obey him. Who is this? So this time, they didn't quite sense. They, they knew Jesus was a great rabbi and a great teacher. And, hey, you know, we're fishermen, and we couldn't really make it in the rabbinic school, but we're going to follow Jesus, and he called us, and we're going to follow him. And, and then something, you know, storm kicks up, and they're like, wait a second. You know, I'm scared. I'm fearful. Maybe we should go back. And, you know, who is this guy? And, and they just, they didn't really have a deep, they didn't have a, a revelation yet of who Jesus truly was. And sometimes in our struggles, it's when we're doubting who God really is, right? 
well, does God really love me? Does he really care about me? Well, maybe he's really mad I did this, or maybe God doesn't care about anyone anymore. Maybe bad things happen. Why do, why do bad things happen to good people? And, you know, we begin to doubt. We begin to wonder. We begin to question. And you know what? It doesn't really affect God. It doesn't change who he is, but it affects how he handles situations and circumstances, right? So when the storms come up, the storms aren't any different than they were before, but our perception of them and our reaction to them and our response to them is much different, right? So when we begin to doubt God, when we begin to wonder if he's there, wonder who he is, he's still there. He's still there with us. He hasn't left us. But our reaction, our response to them is so different. Sometimes we feel most abandoned by God when we least understand him or his ways. And maybe it's in conversations that you have with your unsaved friends or family, and they just don't understand God. So when things happen, they just they can't wrap their minds around, how does God let this happen? Or how did this happen? And God was okay with that. And, and they, just, they just they don't understand that God's ways are way higher than my ways, right? If I could explain the things that happen, I would be God, right? I wouldn't need God. But I can't explain it. You know, there's plenty of things that happen. I just, I don't have an answer for it. I'm sorry, you know. I trust the Lord knows, and in his time, he'll either show me or in eternity he'll tell me. But right now, I'm choosing to put my trust and my faith in him. Here's a familiar poem. I'm sure we've heard it many times. But I love this poem, especially when we're struggling with, does God see me? Does God know where I'm at? And it's the familiar footprints in the sand poem. One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was one set of footprints. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life when I was suffering from anguish and sorrow or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. Right? Jesus, where are you? Wake up. Don't you care about us? So I said to the Lord, you promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I've noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, you have not been there for me? The Lord replied, the time's when you have seen only one set of footprints is when I carried you, right? The Lord is with us. He's with us in the good times. He's with us in the bad times. But sometimes our perspective gets off of God and it gets on ourselves. It gets on our situation. We're like, God, I feel so alone, so abandoned. But we must remember he is still in our boat with us. Amen? Isn't that good news? Jesus is with us. He's right there with us. Number three, Jesus has authority and power over any storm. It says that Jesus woke up, he got up, he rebuked the wind. Now, Jesus had been rebuked, right? They, the disciples tried to rebuke Jesus. They were, they, were, they were putting their faith in the wrong thing, right? They should have been rebuking the winds and the waves, but instead they were rebuking Jesus and so Jesus says, now let me teach you who you're to rebuke. You rebuke the, the storm. He got up, he rebuked the wind. He said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely 
calm. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him, right? Now, not every storm, you know, we can just command to be quiet. And But there are, I would say there are a lot of storms that we can just say, you know what? Fear, anxiety, you know, whatever you're going through, just be still, be calm, and we can overcome them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. There are Then there are storms. We need help. We need someone to help us, and we might need to see a doctor. We need to consult this person or that, but there are plenty of storms that kick up in our life that we just need to say, you know what? Be Get away from me, Satan. You know, this is just some just crummy little storm. He's trying to confuse me or bring doubt in my life, and I can just speak to that storm, and it can be gone. But Jesus has authority and power over every storm. All right, so if we put our faith and our trust in him, he has authority over any storm, whether it's a sickness, it's a disease, it's a, a spiritual problem, maybe something you've been praying for for years and years and years and years, and it's a storm, you pray, you believe, and trust that Jesus can do it. Jesus has the authority. He has the power, and it's according to his will, what, what his will and his timing and how he wants to respond to that situation. And the last thing, number four, is this. Jesus wants his disciples to choose faith over fear in the storm. He says to them in verse 40, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Right? They had been with him. They had heard him teaching. They had seen the miracles, and they kind of respected him. They didn't really know. You know, they hadn't really surrendered to him as, as, as Lord and Master, but, you know, he was just teacher to them right at this moment. And he says, still, you don't have no faith? Will you put your faith in me? Will you put your faith in the power and the authority that I have? Storms in life will come to us. We can be certain of that. None of us are storm-proof or storm-free, right? The storms sometimes help us, you know, and, right. and it's sometimes it's after the storm that we, we see God molding and shaping and using, you know, that, that storm. The enemy meant something bad with that storm, right? right. The enemy is like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and that's going to that's gonna lead them in the wrong direction. And God can redeem those storms. He can turn them around. He can use them in a beautiful way to point us closer to him, to, to draw us in a redeeming way to help others that are going through similar storms. But there will be storms in our life. And as followers of Christ, our responsibility is our reaction to those storms. Our responsibility isn't to, to control the storm, but our responsibility is our reaction to those storms. Will those storms cause us to retreat in fear and just retreat away and say, oh, I'm just, I can't do anything. I'm so scared and I'm just, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And maybe there'll be moments of that and seasons of that, but, or will we respond and react in faith that God, I, I see the storm. I feel the storm. I sense what God, what this storm is doing to me. But God, I put my faith in you. I choose to trust you in the storm. God, I choose to put my faith in you. Jesus, I choose to trust you even in the midst of this storm. I'm going to ask Krista to come back up and, and uh, just want to close with this thought here. The storms come. Jesus is with us. But sometimes if we're not careful, we feel that God has left us. He has abandoned us. 
But the thought I want us to kind of close on is this. The Sea of Galilee, and this is the, the kind of location of the story here, it was a place that was very susceptible to storms, just a location. It was like in this basin surrounded by mountains, and, and so storms could kick up at any moment. You could, you could be on a boat fishing, having this beautiful day, you know, just a beautiful sunny day. You're fishing, all oh, not a care in the world. And, man, Peter, we're catching fish today. John, we're catching fish today. And then all of a sudden, the, out of the blink of an eye, a storm can just rise up, blow in, and that beautiful day turns to a stormy day. Isn't that how life is sometimes? We're going through life. Things are great. Man, we're high-fiving our friends and family, and things are great. Job is great. Marriage is great. Families are great. And then all of a sudden, we get a pain somewhere. We're like, oh, that wasn't too great. Or or maybe we get a phone call that that wasn't too great. Or maybe our boss calls us in and sits us down, and well, that wasn't too great. And all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, a storm blows in. Maybe it's a health problem. Maybe it's a sudden loss of a friend or a loved one. Maybe it's a loss of a job, a financial crisis. Maybe it's an issue with a spouse or a friend or a family member. Maybe it's a sudden ending in a relationship. Things were good, and then the storm blows in. Storms have a way of catching us off guard. Sometimes we see them in the distance. Sometimes we see the storm clouds off in the distance and, hey, we better make preparations. The storm's on its way, but sometimes storms just come out of the middle of nowhere, you know, turn the corner and there's a big old storm coming in. But the good news is that Jesus, he has all authority. He has all power over any storm. He's the one that can calm the storm. He's the one that can see us through the storm if we will put our trust and our faith in him today. If we need to surrender our life to him today, if we need to put our faith in him, I I challenge you, I encourage you, would you surrender to Jesus today? Don't wait to try to survive another storm. Well, I'll wait till the next storm comes along. And if I'll just try to get through that one. No, don't wait for the storm. Surrender to Jesus today. Allow Jesus to come in your boat today, you know? Don't wait for the storm. Say, hey, Jesus, could you, could you come in my boat? And then the storms are all right. Jesus, you can get out of my boat now. I'm going to wait for the next storm. Jesus, come in. No, Jesus wants to be a part of our life right now for all of eternity, right? That's a way to live life. Now, well, I only need Jesus when the bad times. I only need Jesus in the good times and the bad times. We need to we need to have a relationship with him. Jesus is the only one who can save and forgive us of our sins. Jesus is the only one who can reconnect us in a right relationship with God. Jesus is the only one who can bring us peace, even peace in the storm. So if that's you today, say, Jesus, I need you as we've been singing all morning. Lord, I need you. Say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I surrender to you. Jesus, would you come into my boat? Would you come into my heart? Would you come into my life today? I don't want to live another second without you in my life. Jesus, I've been living a life of fear but Lord, I want to live a life of faith today. Lord, I've been living a life feeling abandoned, feeling all alone. And 
Lord, I want to live a life knowing that you are with me. Just tell him today. Just say, Jesus, I need you today. Jesus, I, I ask you to forgive me today. Jesus, I surrender to you today. says the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us and it's, it's as if the presence of Jesus is getting into our boat, into our life, into our heart. And Jesus begins to change us from the inside out. He begins to direct us and guide us and lead us by his Holy Spirit. Or maybe you say, Pastor, I'm saved. I've been saved for many years or I've been saved or whatever. But maybe you find yourself in a storm today. Like I said, storms come to any of us. Sometimes they come out of nowhere. Maybe today you just you feel like you're in a storm. Maybe it's a raging storm. And Jesus is reminding us today, choose to put your faith in him. Fear can't save you. Stress won't help you. Only faith in Jesus can bring us peace in the storm. It's not doubting that the storm exists and, well, I just pretend it's not there. No, it's, it's, it's putting more trust in Jesus, more faith in Jesus than in the storm than in the feeling, than in the emotion, than in the situation. So if that's you today, would you just say, Jesus, I need you. I need to put my trust in you. Lord, I need peace in this storm. God, you know each person today. You know where each person is at, what they're struggling with, what the storm is in their life, what, what they're wrestling with, what the, the winds and the waves are blowing, the winds, the waves are pouring into their boats. Maybe they feel like they're gonna they're about to drown under the circumstances. But Jesus, help direct our hearts and our eyes to you. You have all authority, all power over every storm, over every sickness over every disease, over every financial situation, over every loss of a job, over every broken home, over every broken relationship, Lord Jesus, every heartache, you have authority, you have power, you bring peace, you bring joy in the midst of the storm. Jesus and the disciples faced the same storm. The disciples couldn't sleep. Jesus was sound asleep, right? Wouldn't that be good to, when storms come, you have such a peace, such a presence of the Lord that, yeah, it might affect you and there's circumstances and you might have times where you just get down, but, but man, there's a peace. There's a peace that, that helps you through that storm. That'd be so glorious. God, you just, you gave me that joy. You gave me that peace. Man, it wasn't great. It, was, it wasn't just the circumstances were awful. But God, you gave me a sense of your peace by the power of the Spirit of God. Jesus, would you do that for us? That your peace, 
that surpasses all understanding. Would guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.